we want to connect, we want to feel, we want to go deeper uh, and not just work it out. And it's also having more fun and enjoying. I think the greatest gift of movement is also this this pleasure and the joy of it. And I think in fitness, you it's like get it done. And it's not that. It's like enjoying every second of it, every mm -hmm. millimeter of your movement. And especially what I also do is I'm making breaks in between. I'm doing something and then I'm, okay, now connect and feel what does this What has this movement done to your body? Welcome to This Thing Called Movement, a podcast exploring the medium of movement and looking into how it has the capacity to transform not only our physical bodies, but potentially every other facet of our lives. I'm your host, Marie Janicek, a movement guide here to help people find their own unique and authentic relationship to movement through creativity, curiosity, and self-expression. Join me as I dive into deep conversations with a wide variety of individuals from many different fields and backgrounds. Together, we'll gain insight into their own unique movement experiences, the transformations that resulted, and how movement has affected their lives at large. I hope these recorded conversations will inspire and empower you to find your own unique movement journey in your life, in your own way. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, I've brought on Mia Gudeka as our guest. Mia is a personal trainer and enlightenment coach based out of Berlin, Germany. And she and I got to unpack some really fascinating concepts in this conversation. One of the primary things we talked about was the relationship of masculine and feminine energy for all identifications, all genders, and the importance of being able to embrace both masculinity and femininity. Another topic that we discussed was the importance of really connecting to the full scope of sensations and the full scope of awareness in a movement practice and how profoundly that awareness will proliferate in not just the movement practice itself, but also in other arenas of our lives. And finally, one of my favorite topics we dug into was the importance of moving slowly and how moving slowly allows us the opportunity to get out of our analytical mind, drop into our bodies, and allow our body's innate intuitive wisdom to come through. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. So for now, just allow yourself to sit back, relax, allow the conversation to wash over you, and enjoy. Hello, Marie. Hello. <laughs> happy to be here. Happy to have me on your podcast and uh, to get the chance to talk about what I do. Um, I'm Mia from Berlin, Germany. I'm a personal trainer and enlightenment coach. And I work uh, for women and with women. Um, and I help them to grow their potential, unlock their potential as a female in this world and um, movement is my tool to connect them with their bodies on a deeper and deeper um, way um, and discovering more and more of a beauty and 
um, family energy and um, yeah, what is in what is in them and um, yeah, connection, connection and really feeling um, their bodies. Wonderful. So <laughs> it's it's such an interesting hybridization that you're bringing together the idea of movement and enlightenment and crafting space for women in particular because you know women and, and I think this goes for men too but both genders have been given so much um, limiting information around how we are allowed to interact with our bodies um, what's appropriate for a woman to be doing and then what's appropriate for a man and both of those are very different energies so just as that comes to mind, I'm, I'm sort of curious uh, how that plays into your work with women and movement. So I'm a personal trainer for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the fitness industry, I would say, 14 years. I tried, started very early as, um, as a young woman. And I think the first time I realized that I have a female body, and that makes sound very profound, but this was um, this year. Mm. And I realized I have a female body and this requires different movement because what I learned, my whole education, the whole thing, the whole, whole education I got was mostly taught by men and influenced by men. And I think I understood that I mostly felt I always, you know, be threat myself more as a neutral just mm. a body i was just mm. a body and i think most of the time and most most trainers i mean if you when it comes to a female um movement or female training we think of uh, booty abs and leg training you know these mm -hmm. kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know but not really what does it really mean what what does my female body needs and um, I'm on this um, looking for these answers I think um, since two years actually mm -hmm. but I had no idea that I was looking for the answers because um, I think in 2016 I started um, not doing uh, my regular training anymore like this fitness training like you have this plan and repetition and uh, these kind of movements like functional training movements I, I stopped this Mm -hmm. And then I started with animal flow but and, and yoga, but most of the time I was doing my own flow and, and I found more and more my own kind of movement, the, the way I want to move as a woman. Mm -hmm. So my own personal female movement. And <laughs> my biggest challenge was that um, I found these movements and I, I moved in this way but it was my, my, the voice in my head who always said, Mia, what is this? What is this for a training? This is not real. What is this? You haven't learned this. Why don't you go back to your real functional training? You learn, you know, this very structured plan uh, where you have the perfect order of what you do um, to, you know, to train your body and, you know, activating the core. Uh, mobilizing every joint in your body, you know, very structured. And mm -hmm. I always had this idea or this negative thought that I'm not disciplined enough. Mm. And that's very frustrating because I always thought something is wrong. Even if I'm a personal trainer and I, you know, tell people you have to follow this plan, I could never redo really it. Mm -hmm. And then this year, in the middle of this year, I understood why because. I'm a woman and my energy is totally different and my energy is more creative, intuitive and uh, circular instead of lin linear. And mm -hmm. so, and as a, you know, a, a woman who is, we have our own cycle. So we have different phases of energy. Um, so we have, it's, it's not in our nature to follow this strict routine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I always, you know, but I, but I had this education in my head or these fitness concepts where you have to, you know, follow a plan and a routine. And I, and I threat myself very badly over years because I couldn't. And now this year, this, this whole thing got released when I understood I'm a woman and I need something totally different for my body. And this is basically, this was such a, like a master, um, can I say, like a, 
breakthrough and I understood, wow, it's not only me, it's, it's most women need this because they, they always listen to the man and, um, and it's okay. I don't say it's wrong. It's just, I understood we also need to really listen to, to ourselves. And I want to help the women to deeply connect with their bodies and listen to their bodies and, um, hear what their bodies is t telling them. I give you one example mm -hmm. in my work. You probably know as a personal trainer, you're the one who is doing, you know, do this exercise and then this next exercise. You know, always like you have this, you have the plan for your client, right? Mm -hmm. And what I do now is I step away a bit more and really um, creating a room for this woman and we're doing an exercise and after the exercise I ask her to um, to really question her body where is her body wants to go where her body wants to go next lying standing or maybe she needs something to do for her bag or whatever is coming up you know and and then she she learns the process of questioning herself connecting herself and following this Mm -hmm. And not following what I learned years ago and tell her to do. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I totally changed the whole concept of my work. And um, I call it a feminine way because I'm going my feminine way. And um, yeah, so the feminine way for, for a woman, um, which is different than what men do. I don't say it's wrong. It's just naturally for us women, we're more connected to the female energy. So... Uh, it's more natural for us to, to go with this energy, but also it has to be balanced out. But there was an uh, over, how can I say, um, it was not equal mm -hmm. because we're most focused on the, the masculine energy of do, 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 and not be and listening. Yeah. And just, you know, doing less. And this is also what I do. Okay, you know, it was, it was long. Time. No, no, that was beautiful. It actually, you took us through your movement journey, which I was going to ask about anyway. Um, but I love what you're saying. And something that's really interesting for me in this is I was talking with a friend about masculine and feminine energy and how this seems to be a big focus of what's going on on the planet. Um, within politics, uh, social and work constructs. And I told him it's ironic because I actually have been a woman my whole life, obviously, but I've only recently understood that I have feminine energy to connect to. In my whole life, yeah. I actually have never connected to my own femininity until the last year or so. And it's, I think this is actually something that goes on for every human being, no matter how they identify, whether male or female or anything in between. Um, but we all have both of these components of energy within us, and it's important to stimulate both. And I think for both men yeah. and women, we've been cut off from our femininity. And men have that too, right? Yeah. Women have it too. And it's right. so interesting that you know, as a woman, you would think like, yeah, they know what that feminine energy is, but we've been taught in so many ways that to make it and to be <laughs> successful and to be taken seriously, we have to shut that yeah. part of ourselves down. And men have been taught that too. Yeah. I, I actually think that's a huge part of why um, masculine energy gets such a bad rap. And it's not because masculine is bad. It's because that morphed masculine that's not being balanced out or is not really being allowed to mature fully, um, that's when it starts to create havoc in all sorts of ways. How can we blame the man for not understanding us if we're not understanding ourselves, right? Totally. Um, I just, I understand most of this and I understand, and every day more and more, I, I understand even more about this and it's really unlocking this potential and this, this feminine energy and it's such a great, um, gift and such a great way and it's so like even in so many in so many ways in my daily life like how I speak how I behave how I react um, um, how I move um, mm -hmm. how I interact with people it's really I always question myself how can I be more in my, my feminine energy and um, I talk a lot about intuition and being creative 
and I'm fine with not being perfect. Um, and um, no uh, pressure on time, like because this very masculine is when you always like uh, you have to be quicker and we have to be, you know, put, pressing the most out of it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like whatever comes out is good mm -hmm. uh, even it's just a small thing but I'm, we uh, we appreciate everything what is uh, coming out like for this for this conversation mm -hmm. everything what we say will be the right thing and not we could have said this or this you know it's just having tr the trust of um, that everything is fine and um, be more gentle with, with us and um, more trustful Mm -hmm. that everything what what we're doing is is absolutely good and right in the way we're doing it now yeah, yeah. And, and like i think a big thing that goes hand in hand with trust is also permission um because if you don't give yourself permission to to do something new or differently you inherently won't have space for trust and it's funny yeah. because you know just even what you're describing, like your work with the client, you said it's, it's actually less hands on. Like you step back more to, to allow her yeah. to take the wheel. And there's, it, it's so interesting because, you know, on some level, I think we, we've been groomed to believe that everything has to be micromanaged to the T. And if it's not, it's not good. Um, and we don't really give ourselves permission to just sit back and and let whatever needs to come through come through and then not pass judgment on it and that's a that's a element of my own development that i realize i'm still working through on more and more levels of uh, you know just a, providing space giving myself permission and then not passing judgment because Every time I think like, oh, I figured out how to not judge myself and just be in the moment, then there comes another opportunity or another experience and I'll find that judgment kicks in. Uh, so how do you work with people or what are some of your strategies when you see that judgment coming up for people as you're working with them? Like if, um, if they're moving and they have negative thoughts about them, Yes. So like a judgment would be like they start moving and they go, is this right? Oh, no, this wasn't good. That was really bad. Right. And they start to have all these, like you said, negative oh. things that they'll start saying or oh. or feeling as a response. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a big thing because um, I just had a um, session with a client and um, I realized in this in this um, session that where I want to go now or in the last, let's say, year, I'm not sure if it's more than a year, to be honest, but I really don't like the conversation about was that right or wrong, mm -hmm. you know, because for me, I mean, of course, there's no, let's say, proper movement, mm -hmm. but, um, um, you know, not because your head is not in the optimal position or your spine could be more lengthened, um, it's not wrong. It's just the, the state in which, in which you're right now. It's something... You can work on but it's good how it is right now and i help you to do it better and to feel more but just you know enjoy the movement right now and don't um you know think too much about being good enough or being wrong you know because we have to have a starting point right where we can grow and develop and when you just focus on how you're not good enough you're you're there this is the starting point and maybe it's not optimal, but we want to go somewhere and we have to practice and practice to become better, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so and I think training, most people have this idea of, okay, I show you this exercise and you do it and then we do repetitions and then that's the training. But mm -hmm. I mean, training means for me, you're, you learn how to do it and you how to feel more of what you're doing and you need more and really... Um, connecting to your body and learning and really enjoying and being more and more aware of doing and that's mm -hmm. why for example repetition is not really a big thing for me for me it's more of how deeply can you connect and feel what are you doing and what is moving and this is more interesting and um, um, 
where you should you put your focus on instead of just uh, linear. Here's the here's an exercise. Here you start, and here's the end, and now you do it. Mm-hmm. It's the way is so interesting. What is happening in your body when you're doing, let's say, if through an easy example, a squat? How you when you sit down? What is what is happening in your body? How can you feel? Your whole body is moving, not just focus on, okay, I'm going down and I'm going up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feeling the whole, you know? And I think then you're in, then we don't have this discussion about right and wrong. And um, when I hear someone saying, oh, that's not good, I really, I stop them. I say, mm-hmm. hey, for me, it's, it's good enough. That was fine. Don't, um, I don't know, depends on the person actually how I react, but... Sometimes I just, you know, I just say, no, that was fine. Or I don't tell them that was not good. I would never do this because I focus more on the abundance and not on the lack. So I would yeah. not think, you know, judge someone for the way her, I don't know, belly looks or her ass or her body. Mm-hmm. I just look, what is the potential and how can they use this body to, to move and to feel you know i mean the greatest gift for a soul is having a body it's so amazing that we're having these bodies to doing stuff with it to to feel you know using all our senses and how can it be wrong to to do something with the body even Mm -hmm. if it's not um how can i say um i mean when you have an exercise and you say here's the starting point and here's the end yeah and maybe you're not at the end point like it should be i mean it's maybe wrong when when it comes to this to this exercise but from from a movement perspective how can it be wrong you have this movement it's, and your body is well moving like, you're you kind of have to change people's entire relationship to what movement is and this is actually yeah for me it's been probably the biggest theme that keeps coming up this month where everyone's relationship to movement has become exercise by means of fitness. And so when you do that, you actually, yes, it gets very focused on the right versus the wrong. You get caught up in the right exercises and the right technique and the right form and the right position and the right workout. And those are not bad things, but they are a problem when people don't even know what they're feeling in their body. You know, I think fitness and exercise are tools, right? But they are by no means what we should be relying on when it comes to movement. And when people are only getting their movement connection through fitness and specifically through exercising, that's when we have a problem. So, To get people to understand that movement is so much bigger than exercise is a big thing to do, right? You kind of have to ask people to see their world and their body and their relationship to their body like a completely different experience. And they have to see through it like it's a completely new world they're living in. And... I think it's very important to set the tone, you know, when working with people in this stuff to be like, all right, everything you knew about movement, throw it out the window. It doesn't exist here. Like for the next hour, (laughs) nothing that you think is right is right. Anything you think is wrong, that is not true. There are no rules. Like these are the rules and you have to abide by these and, and like forget everything you knew. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited because that's exactly what I feel about it. It's, so much bigger and i really have this in my mind so much bigger than exercise and people always focus on exercise and it's like and i was doing this too Mm -hmm. i was Mm -hmm. doing this too because and i learned it that way and and then this discovering this freedom in it i mean actually for me it was good you know you know these um the quote you have to know the rules before you break them yeah i think that's what uh what we both do right we we know the roads and now we, we're breaking them and it's good that we have an idea about how proper movement is. I mean, if you don't talk about exercise, but what is physiologically for your, or physiological, can you, can we help me? Physiological mm-hmm. movement? Physiological movement. Mm-hmm. Physiological movement for your body or um, 
um, like what your body needs to, to move in the, in the right way. Um, this is good when you have a background and know how, you know, how should things are aligned in the body. Mm -hmm. But then also, you know, and to help, to help, to, to help people correct their movements that everything is, you know, aligned in the right way again. Yeah. But, but also on the other hand, to, to let them, you know, be more free with their movement. And it's really, you know, I was, I'm doing sessions with women right now. I'm calling this, um, uh, let me see, I have it in German. Um, it's unlocking your feminine, femininity. Mm -hmm. That's a tough word, actually. <laughs> femininity. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, with women. Mm -hmm. And so I have like, let's say 10 women with me and um, I don't have a strict plan. I just, you know, connect with the energy of this woman. I have music on and then we move together and I just, everything that comes through my, to me, I, you know, I tell them how to move and then, then I ask them, I give them ideas and pulses how to move and then creating this big energy together and everyone has, you know, the, the room to move as the body wants to move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every session is different and it's not just like improvised. I also help them to, to move in a better way or to have more connection of how proper movement is. Um, but you know, every session is, is like a complete gift to the woman. And it's like, um, it's not a, like a fitness program and you have every week the same. It's like every time something magical happens and I'm creating room for, for this. And here I have women to connect with their fem fem femininity. And I can really see, and that's actually my point where I want to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, um, I can really see how I can, when I see a woman moving, I can see how she's connected with her, with her female body. Mm. And with most women I see, they're not really connected. You know, it's interesting because when I started working as a trainer, I remember I somehow was able to get the same amount of success and results and progress within my body, within uh, whatever I was training with like minimal time, way less time than most trainers would put in to like learn pull-ups or push-ups or pistol squat, like you name it, kettlebells. And, you know, people always are like, well, I don't understand. Like you only train pull-ups like once a week and you're able to do better. Like that doesn't happen, you know, because it didn't follow the training model. But what I was doing naturally, and it took me a few years to realize that this was something I just did and connected to and nobody else was, was I had such a deep relationship with my body and such a deep connection to wanting to feel everything when I moved uh, that I'd learned as a dancer and I learned as a young child because dance was my salvation. It was my space to feel free and like myself. And so I was able to carry that forward in training, like working with weights and doing functional movement and even strength training movement or conditioning. Like I just went right into my body to feel everything. And so in some ways I was actually amplifying the stimulus so my body had more information and then it didn't need as much repetition. And and then I would I would notice that I would work really hard to describe that energy of what I was feeling and paying attention to, to clients, to get them to step into that same level of attention. And then I noticed other trainers didn't do that. And I remember watching thinking like, why don't they care that this person doesn't seem to feel what's happening in their bodies or they're not aware of their arms when they're doing leg stuff or their spine? Like why are that awareness is important. And and trainers always would just say like, well, you know, you just have to make sure these things and blah, blah, blah. And it took me a while to realize, no, like this is the thing, being willing to connect to your body and feel what's happening, not just letting it move from point A to point B and being like, all right, we got there. Great. Like you did it because that's that's just going through the motions. And it's a very surface level interaction of movement and what it can offer you, not even just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. When you're only just going through the motions, you're maybe reaping 10%
maybe 10% of the potential benefit. Like why not go for the full 100? Why not soak up everything that it can offer you in that moment? Wow, I I'm, I'm totally agree with you and I could not have it. Um, I'm so with you because it's exactly what I'm doing with women right now and what I just had with my client. And I told her it's, it's not about repetition. It's really exactly what you say. It's about how you feel it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's really how to connect deeper and deeper. And then it doesn't really matter because you're quicker done because you connect and you feel so much. And yet you can really see how people are not connected. And but probably because the, the trainers also not connected to their bodies. Mm-hmm. And they're, in, they're connected in the way how they pursue training, you know, as, as repetitions and plans and formulas that's really what training programs are so <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's really for me um you know i mean i learned personal training that you tell your clients what to do and they follow but for me it's like it's such a crazy idea someone's coming to my personal training wants to have you know a training session and wants to do something for her body and then they they're not connected to their body because mm-hmm. I tell them what to do. It's mm-hmm. so strange for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I totally, so I'm not doing this anymore. And so that's, I'm calling this the feminine way for mm-hmm. me um, because I think it's the feminine approach, right? We want to connect. We want to feel, we want to um, go deeper uh, and not just um, work it out. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's also more having more fun and enjoying. I think the greatest the greatest gift of movement is also this this pleasure and the joy of it. And I think in fitness, you it's like get it get it done. And it's not that. It's like enjoying every second of it, every mm-hmm. millimeter of your movement. And especially what I also do is I'm making breaks in between. I'm doing something and then I'm, okay, now connect and feel what does this what has this movement done to your body, mm-hmm. to the energy? Mm-hmm. What is happening after? For example, you're doing some backbending motion, so a heart opening motion. Mm-hmm. This gives you a massive energy flow in your body. You can really feel like, mm-hmm. and you should feel that. What is this movement doing to you? You can even do this with normal fitness exercises, just feeling what is this movement doing to my body on an energetic uh, level? What is this giving me? It's and I think it's more than just somebody's coming to training and you know work there. How can I say ass off? Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of going to a training session and ha- having even more energy, being really lightful and and you know with all the negative energy, everything is out. You just filled up with fresh energy and a good feeling and you enjoyed it so much that you love it so much that you want it every day because mm-hmm. movement is such a medicine you want to move every day and there's no talk about um how do you say that um, when you have to get over your um your you know when you're a lazy guy you have to get over this feeling you know you're not lazy because you want it so badly right mm-hmm. we want to move every day because we love it so much right mm-hmm. um, there's no i'm not the trainer anymore who ha- who wants to motivate someone to move it's just more to help them be connected and then having this willingness to move um by, them- by themselves yes um yeah yeah, giving them the autonomy, showing them the benefits of it where it's so much more than like, oh, I, you know, moved around for an hour and I sweat a bit, you know, it's, it becomes something that's, so, like you said, enjoyable, like fun, creative, pleasurable, it's cathartic, you know, so you start to like, really want it you have a hunger to connect and be there again it's not just this chore you have to do it's like it's something that feeds you you know it lights you up and yeah and that that's like the fundamental thing most of us are missing especially when it comes to our bodies yeah i love that feeding that's that's beautiful yeah movement is feeding you mm-hmm. yeah and so feeding is so important like nutrition mm-hmm. it's all about feeding with with, uh, 
everything in your life should be, you know, that's also feminine energy. It's about feeding, um, growing, um, yeah, really, um, yeah, just feeding. That's that's the that's the word. <laughs> it's one of my everything. it's one of my favorite uh, terms that I'll, I come back to a lot in my work with people and in my classes. It's feed the feeling. So um, not oh. to get stuck in the head or the shapes or if it's pretty or if it looks good, but like find the feeling you want to connect to and feed that feeling and, and really see how, how much you can expand it and get it to grow and like and just burst out of you in all these ways. But if you focus on the feeling, you find the feeling and you feed the feeling, that's, I think where that like magic place is where where movement starts to offer you way more than you ever knew was possible oh my god we're so on the same line it's like exactly i would steal this because i love this expression but it's exactly something you know i have a strong feelings about things and sometimes not the right words but it's exactly you, you i couldn't have you know you said it in so perfect words exactly it's like this 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 deeply this this beautiful feeling inside of you who you really want more and you you go in this movement if you all hear it again and then you go to another and it's always there and yeah it's like this oh, it's like this oh, you love it so much and you you find it in so many ways of moving and you're it's so nice to to discover and how many ways you're able to move and um yeah, for me, movement is like a like a bridge. And like you, with movement, you can connect to with yourself and with your um, subconscious. Is it subconscious? Mm -hmm. It's the right word. Subconscious and you being human, right? It's mm -hmm. like your your you have your mind and your your body, and when with movement, it's the connection in between. And of course, with your soul, it's like this this three things together. It's, yeah it's like yeah it's it is it i think it's i call it a technology a portal a connector i i i think it's it's the medium that allows us to feel our divinity right our wholeness our god our godlike capacity and also be connected to our humanity and our mortality at the same time yeah. it's it's one of the only things i can think of that that really synthesizes both i mean that i think that's what great art does right but movement to me is a lot bigger than art because it, it's something we it, it's part of our existence right it's within us it's yeah. all around us it's it's um even when when you're not aware of it it's there in your breath in your blood in your in your um di various organ systems i mean a lot of people on this show or not a lot but a few and i've asked them to define movement they define it as life and that always has resonated with me very deeply because without movement there isn't life it seems pretty obvious when you take a moment to sit back and yeah. think about it. So actually, that kind of leads me in uh, to asking you, what does movement mean to you and how would you define it? Yeah, movement is life. Totally agree. And like I said, movement is, um, is, um, is like a bridge. It's really like a bridge for me um, where you go over and you you connect with your inner world mm -hmm. and express this into the outer world. So you make your inner world more um, visible. No, it's yeah. invisible. Yeah, visible. Yeah, visible. Like, mm -hmm. And I mean, why do we have a body, right? I mean, there is first the soul, the energy, and then we got this body and I think the more graceful and the more connected and able to move in a very fragile, gentle, vibrant, fluid way, the more we can express our soul in 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 our life, in our in our body and make it visible. Um, and really focus on the question of what can I do with the body and why do we have a body and what can the body teach us so 
And movement is really something to teach me so much about about life, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm curious, yeah. what are some of the lessons that movement has taught you about life? The lessons, um, basically, you have to think of it. Um, I mean, you know, the biggest lesson actually is, I think, through movement, I really found my femininity, mm. for sure. Because I was judging myself about being not disciplined enough to follow a strict plan but you know in 2016 i started in the gym i was working mm-hmm. um i was doing sessions in the in the um, um in the rooms for for the uh, courses or the classes in the classrooms you have you had to have a mirror you have a big you know room nothing in it and I started there doing animal flow and yoga, and then you know this intu- intuitive, my intuitive movement practice started there, mm. and I saw how my body wants to move naturally. Mm-hmm. So I actually, when, and I let my body do it. You know, I was not controlling anymore. I I was just following it, I, and I were connected with my intuition more and more, and even I had these negative thoughts in my head. But you know, I let it. I I. I did this you know I was connecting and I was moving in the way my body wants to move mm. and and I found me you know on the floor um, circling and um, doing all these sexy moves it was really female sexy moves you know mm-hmm. not like a robot more like fluid and um, graceful for example, you have a downward facing dog and your your hands and feet on the floor and in between your 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 whole body is moving mm-hmm. in a circular way and in waves and whatever you know comes to my you know to not to my mind to my body and I think here I really learned um, more and more about my femininity and um, and my body taught me finally that I'm a woman and that it has specific needs as a woman and um, asked me to to really follow these specific needs. And he loves these fluid movements and this, um, this um, yeah, this liquid wave, wavy movements um, where I'm in the, in the flow, you know, not mm-hmm. structured and... Um, be very gentle, listening very closely to myself, being um, working with tension, but also with a lot of relaxation and finding the balance between tension and relaxation, you know, exactly the middle. And um, I think my body really yeah, brought me, a movement brought me to, to me being um, more female mm-hmm. and brought me um, connect, connect, connect with me with my, with my, um, you know, how is it, um, soul, soul plan or what um, my my soul journey is in this life. Mm-hmm. I found movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Well, I think that's kind of uh, what we could also call your greatest gift, right? That it it showed you yeah. your femininity and your soul journey. Um, so I'd like to kind of, uh, start wrapping things up. And one of my favorite ways to end these conversations is to leave our listeners with a few words of wisdom, you know, any advice you would have for people who are, who are struggling with connecting to their bodies and are trying to figure out how to get there. Um, what would you tell people is the first step or what are some steps they can begin to take right now? So I would slow things down, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would pick maybe one or two favorite movements of them mm-hmm. or let's say exercise and maybe start even with just sitting mm-hmm. and then just sitting down and really, you know, sitting and connecting, like a meditation, mm. connecting to the to your body, and really feel what is going on. What's 
um, what is my, can I feel my heart bumping? Can I feel my stomach or what, where do I have, have I tension in my neck? And then I would slowly, um, let, let go of, uh, of holding my body to be still because I believe in what I see and what I also do is um, just letting everything go and watching my, my body moving itself. Mm. Yeah. I think you guys call it unwinding. Mm. We don't have a German expression for it, actually. But I love unwinding. Mm. So I just sit down sometimes and I'm, I'm like an observer. Just my body is doing its own movement and it's working. And mm. we can Google unwinding and can see again ideas about it. Um, and then I can really watch how my body start moving itself. So I get this to take over to the higher intelligence of my body. The same who's doing the digestion and the monthly cycle, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff and say, Hey, let's do this for me. And then I can really see how my body starts moving. And, and then with breath, I can, the movement is getting bigger and bigger. And then. If you're able to let go of the control, you can, I love to put music on my favorite songs and, you know, just, yeah, try to move more and more, um, yeah, in a way your, your body wants to move Mm. and, um, um, maybe doing less than you think you should do and not think of uh, a workout that you have to do so many things in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but really slow it down and feeling what is, how, how does it feel when you lift your arm? Mm. How does it feel when you lift your leg or just walk around the room and feel, feel how your body, um, your muscles and your body working together. And then you can pick your two exercises and really being more aware of the exercise and, and feel what what is what are you feeling in, in this exercise mm. and how could you feel more if mm. you now for example you have a, a core exercise and you know it's for you know it's for the core but you don't really feel your core try to feel even more how can I change this movement to a way that I feel more my core working mm. yeah guess you're you're doing this too right <laughs> well I think um I think a lot of where my work goes is actually very different um, because I don't really bring people back into the structure. I mean, I think my whole thing is making space for chaos, (laughs) more and more chaos. Uh, And I have this, um, actually this quote from a philosopher who used to be a concert pianist. And uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of, you know, the universe was born out of chaos because within chaos is inherent order. And so for me, I'm really interested in creating more opportunity and permission and allowing for just like, you know, letting go, completely letting go and just letting yourself fall into the feeling and and see where it takes you blur the boundaries of yourself and your body with the movement and get lost in it because you know i think that's that space and and you're guiding it in a very different way which is also gaining the same results but um to get people to drop into that chaos where there is inherent organization and order right? An order, an organization that is so sophisticated and so coherent and so in tune that our brains can't possibly begin to put that together. It's that underlying fabric of the cosmos, right? Of source energy where we all come from. And I I believe that the gateway into that experience is through chaos, especially with unrestricted (laughs) movement. And there's like this magic that happens when you really let go and you stop caring and trying and doing. Um, I had this experience so many times where just like suddenly I'm moving and, um, and these amazing things are happening, but I'm not even paying attention to the things because I'm so lost in the feeling. And if I ever happen to capture those on film, I always look back and I'm like, whoa, that was so cool. Like I, my body bends in ways and moves in sequences I would have never been able to think up. And 
Yeah, so wow. I'm... Uh... Maybe we can bring this together. Maybe we can bring this in a way together. Because uh, then we have to totally opposite. I mean, uh, is it opposite? I don't know. I think it's Should... just different. It's like, it's... Um, yeah. I like to think uh, of this thing as a web, right? And there we're just different strands, right? Going, but it's all in the same thing, right? And it's all part of the yeah. greater whole. And it's important to have space for different ways to do this because what I ask people yeah. to do is very intense, right? Most like it's not for every person. It's it's for people who are willing to kind of go into that crazy area and are willing to trust themselves, but not everybody trusts that right away, you know? Um, whereas your entry point, it's much gentler. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful guide for women to come back into their sense of their femininity and to feel connected to their bodies in a positive way. It a hundred percent is. And I, I totally yeah. see that in how you're describing the practice and then even how the practice unfolds and, and how you position it for people. I think, I don't think there's anything you need to worry about shifting. Uh, but it, it's, it's so exciting to hear all the ways that this stuff is being put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, it sounds, I love it. Love to hear what you're doing. And yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's perfect. I would do this and I would do mine and it's just beautiful because so many ways and it's so exciting to listen um, very gentle to you. And then I can also feel the energy of what you're doing. And it's like, wow, yeah, I want to do this too. Um, <laughs> so many ways to move, right? Because And that's not right and wrong, you know? Yeah. I'm not right and you're wrong. Or you're right and I'm wrong. No, it's just so many ways. And it's just different entry points, right? And yeah. That's the beauty. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the main thing I think is important is just people start connecting somewhere. And... I think the easiest entry yeah. point is find what speaks to your interest, your curiosity, you know, your excitement. And if you start there, it's not failing you, right? Because you're, yeah. you're finally actually doing the work of tapping into the feeling. And if you let the feeling yeah. talk to you and you listen to it and you let it guide you, it will take you where you need to go. We have a great experience in, in movement, right? Mm -hmm. Long years of training and moving. And I started very early too. And I was focusing intensely on movement. And it's a big part of our lives. But I mean, I'm always, you know, when, when people have no movement experience, it's, um, I'm really questioning myself how to, you know, to, because they don't know really how to align their bodies to feel the core you know all the stuff we were going i had to learn so many things and i mean i have, have this massive background right and mm -hmm. for us sometimes it's still difficult to to go into these places right mm -hmm. um, letting go and uh, the way i move um it's still you know so do you know do you know what I tried to ask? Oh, yeah, I 100% get it. So, you know, uh, I've actually had several people use that quote uh, when I've been talking on this podcast about you learn the rules before you break them. <laughs> and I actually fundamentally, like, don't believe in that. I really don't. And it, I, I think they're on the same continuum, right? The rules and the structure and the systems and then the chaos, the unpredictability and the unknown. I think they're... It's like light and dark, right? You would never tell somebody that they really needed to understand light before they could enter darkness. And same thing, like hot and cold. You wouldn't tell anybody, like, it's. you should spend all your time in heat before you start encountering... I don't... So I think that that's an idea, right? And maybe it pertains to building something, right? Or like leading people that there, I'm sure there's application there. But I think when we're looking at the average person or somebody who doesn't have a relationship to movement, for me, it's more important that they start creating a relationship to movement than them following that rule of like, go into the rules and then break them. I actually think one of the the biggest yeah. problems is is that we're so dependent on rules we don't give people permission to break rules right away and these are different yeah. skill sets that connect so so having somebody who maybe doesn't have all that background and you know functional movement and alignment and all this stuff like actually 
doing just moving around in unpredictable ways and just kind of flowing with music and letting your body move you will start to inform your ability to go into structure and to find alignment but if you don't move at all right or even worse you start building a relationship with movement that's based off of pressure hard work suffering you know just having to make your way through it that's actually already going to disconnect people from something that had far more potential to allow them to really develop their own movement relationship and practice in a meaningful way. Yeah. So I, I think, think you just get people I think you just get people to move. You just get them to move in a way they feel yeah. ready and safe to move. That's it. Yeah. And do you know what? And we're totally, again, on the same track. It's just, you know, still I have some little voices in my head who are like, but what, you know, because I learned all this. Yeah. But I, I don't, I'm so with you, they have to move. Yeah. Um, but still, I have a little bit of this, okay, they definitely need to move. But do I have to teach them, you know, I question this myself, do I, do I have to teach them a bit more proper movement before they move more? But when I hear you, I'm totally really... Yeah, I have this strong feeling about what you what you just said. I have this. I know totally, it's totally right for me. And mm-hmm. feels totally like yeah, that's um, it should. It's um, yeah, it's it's like this. And um, I think probably it's just our path, uh, what we experienced, that we had to learn the rules first, and then we now we break it because um, it feels like this. But not my clients don't have to go through this. No, and like. Else. And actually, if you're here to open things up for people, you're trying to help them get there without everything you went through, right? Your your role exactly. is to exactly. like make it easier so, so they don't have to like suffer through all the structure, you know, which you'd probably say yeah, was great. No. But I, I imagine a world where like people can go into some sort of movement um, practice and they make it fun and creative and interesting. And then that's the, that's what ignites their curiosity into something like fitness. Yeah. Because like maybe they want to develop an aspect or a component of their flow. And then they're interested in the training of like, okay, so like maybe I want to be able to do some handstand like components. I think I would need to learn handstands, but already the relationship to is different because they've been coming at it from a sense of empowerment and curiosity and exploring versus just like some arbitrary like well if i have handstands i must be really muscly mobile and you know athletic looking yeah. which is totally disconnected yeah totally yeah Absolutely. I'm so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just because we're running a little low on time. So is there anything that you want to, uh, I know we kind of did talk a lot about slowing things down, but any final thoughts yeah. you would want to leave for the listeners today, Mia? <sighs> um, just start doing it. Just start right now. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, get some time at this day, put some music on and start moving mm. and don't make, don't make, make it complicated. It's just easy. And, um, experience, 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 and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I loved our conversation. We could have easily gone on for two more hours. So we'll have to have you back yeah. another time. Um, if anybody has been super excited about everything you have to say uh, and really wants to take part in your work or the feminine way, where can they find you? And I'll be sure to write this down in the notes, but if you can at least just tell us here for the listeners. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you can find me easily through my website, um, www.miagudica.com. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have to write it down <laughs> German or Instagram Mia Grudeke as well okay wonderful well thank you so much that's it for the show today you guys we'll see you next week bye bye thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on this thing called movement I'm your host, Marie Janicek, and if you're interested in connecting with me directly, you can find me on Facebook, 
under the name Marie Janicek and on Instagram at Marie Janicek. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review and make sure to share with your friends and family. In the meantime, I can't wait to connect with you all next week when we bring on our next guest. Until then, make sure to get out there and move. <laughs>